Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the second Fragments of Silicon review for the week. Um, this time around, we are uh, look at Oaklos. Um, for those of you who remember, we did an interview with the developer, Coffee Powered Machine, uh, last season, a few months ago. Uh, yeah. I'm a bit fuzzy on when exactly we did it, because, you know, we do a lot of shows in a given week. Feel free to look through our archive and tell us exactly when that show happened. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm going to have to look it up. uh, Let's see, when did we have them on? It was last season, I do remember that. Uh, It was um, May 11th. Um, We had Rogue Ray Arundel. Yeah, I'm like, I completely butchered that. Like, <laughs> I've heard people butcher names worse. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I've, I've heard people add a T to my actual last name for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, Oradones, uh, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, one half of the duo that makes up Coffee Power Machine, at least I think they were a duo, you know, that's another thing. It's been a, you know, it's been a few months since we did the interviews, so details fade. Indeed. Now, mm-hmm. anyway, um, so this is actually a game I had the chance to do a, a to play a preview build um, back when I was prepping for the interview, and you know I've spent the last week playing the finished version, and I can definitely say it's the same game I played back. Um, a few months back, save for it's much, much more stable. Mm. You know, it's like... So no major innovations between versions? Yeah, it's like the version I played was like .8, so it's like all the... all or most of the content was there. It's just, it was very, very unstable. Like, every time I got to, like, the boss area, uh, it would crash. And I'm like, mm. I actually managed to get past the first world this time around. Although it still crashed on one occasion. Like, But that could be chalked up to just a Schrodinger bug and not... Yeah, I'm like, it, it, it was fine the, the next time around. In fact, it remembered that I defeated the boss. Nice. Which was weird. Um, 
Yeah, the cloud saves were working in this one. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, so if you don't remember what Oklos is, um, it's basically a Greek-inspired um, roguelike by way of Pikmin. You know, it's a the, na- the, na- the name comes from the name Oklos comes from the first half of Oklocracy, which is mob rule. It's Greek for mob rule, so it is. Yeah, this isn't the only meaning of the word Oklos, but it is used here to mean angry mob, basically, which is what you're controlling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the, the premise is, um, well, the gods, the Greek gods do what Greek gods do and fuck shit up. Like, um, <laughs> for some reason, they seem to hate humanity. It's not so much that they hate humanity; is that it's more dickishness. Like mm, they got power, and the humans can't do anything about it. You know, it's more like like. It's how do I put this? They don't strike out of malice; they strike out of, you know, boredom. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, we are basic. We were basically their playthings, weren't we? Yeah, it's more out of amusement than hatred. Yeah. You know, it's still bad tidings, but you know, it, it's like the, 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 they only strike out of malice if you piss them off. Yeah, it's still very very little good can come out from interactions with the divine in Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> if you piss them off, like what you're about to do in this game. Yeah, it's like yeah. So um, you play as an unnamed philosopher or philosophers, really, because yeah. you're actually kind of playing as the philosopher class, as the guiding light of the mob. You know. The, which isn't a surprise, given how um, Greek society worked back in the day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway, so, you, you know, um, anyway, uh, one of the gods puts, like, I'm trying to remember which building it, it crushed. Like, I want to say library? Like, anyways, um, forgive me for my... Public building. Yeah, it's like... Um, yeah. Here we go, the School of Athens. Okay. Yeah, it's like... I knew it was an important li- uh, important um, building. And yeah, I'm like, the School of Athens is kind of where, you know, philosophers were you know, taught. Now, anyway, so... One of the gods steps on it, as gods are wanting to do. Because, you know, the, like I said, the Greek, the Greek gods are dicks and assholes mm-hmm. and, all that, and all those negative uh, words. <laughs> and, you know, the god just decided to step there. It's not sure which god, but a god. Probably, probably Zeus. It, it's mm. usually Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine being more of a lightning bolt than a foot. <laughs> anyway, the, the point I, is... I'm, the, I'm kidding, but... The, the, point, the point is, the philosopher um, has had enough, so um, he gathers an unruly mob made up of, well, various types of classes. Uh, we'll get in more into that in a bit. But, you know, you know, he gathered up this mob to kill the gods. I'm like, and this works somehow. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you know, if we're actually following Greek mythology, 
yeah, mortals aren't really going to kill um, Greek gods. Perhaps if you ascribe to one of the versions of religions where gods or deities are powered by belief. Yeah, and this isn't, you know, this is more a physical, violent killing of the god kind of deal. Because you actually do fight gods as bosses. Like, um, mm-hmm. it does, like, we'll get more into this, uh, you know, the boss that you fight at, at the end of a world is random to an extent. Because, uh-huh. like, the boss of the first world wasn't always the same when I played it. Because sometimes I would get Apollo, sometimes I would get the Oracle at Delphi. Delphi. Huh, that's odd. Well, well um, keep in mind this game is procedurally generated. Ah, that explains it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's so. just usually, usually when you're taking on deities or something, there's some order involved, but I suppose that could work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's a limited... Uh, you know, amount of bosses that would show up in a given world. Mm-hmm. Like, they're probably not going to throw Zeus at you in World 1. Right. No. But, you know, and it's not just Greek gods. Like, this game actually kind of um, it takes from all of Greek, um, not just um, Greek mythology. Yeah, I, def- I definitely saw Hecaton Kyra in the uh, trailer here. Yeah, and uh, Greek history. Like, you, you get a lot of um, famous historical Greeks as well. You know, like, um... Plato. And... And, uh, and um... I'm trying to remember... Um... Socrates. Yeah, and, like, Socrates and, um, Leonidas. No. Yes, I'm like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, there is a... There is Sparta joke in this. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> because the third world is Sparta. Nice. Yeah. It's like, um, truth be told, I only got up to world three before I accidentally deleted my save. I'm like, it turns out, uh, you know, when you... I, I thought the restart feature was restart the world, not the game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, when you click on it, it doesn't specify what you're restarting. Yeah, so... That's bad. Yeah, words of the warning there. But I'm like, the reason why it restarts back at the um, opening, as it were, is because this is a roguelike. And a feature of roguelikes are permadeath. And this has permadeath um, provided so how you keep alive is your philosopher. Like, if if one philosopher gets killed, if you have another one, they'll take the helm. And that'll keep going until you run out of philosophers. Yep. Now, and do you like get more philosophers as you play, or? Yes, yes, you can. You you get a whole bunch of um, character types, and the game has a pretty extensive um, encyclopedia of all the um, uh, allies, enemies, what have you that you fight over the course of the game. Mm. And, uh, you know, one of the meta goals is, like, obviously to fill your bestiary and shit. But I'm like, you know, and there are different units. Like, I'd say the most important unit outside of uh, philosophers are actually slaves. Because slaves are the ones that actually carry power-ups. You know, yep. get power-ups like huge legs of lamb, which can um, heal you. 
and um, like there are helmets that honestly I'm not exactly sure what exactly the other power-ups do they, they change the mood of your mob but and they made them flash weird colors but I'll be honest I didn't really notice any gameplay variants so this is kind of what I've been dancing around um, this game suffers from a crippling lack of strategy. Oh, so very much. Yeah. The, the play style is kind of like Pikmin, mm-hmm. but like, you know how in Pikmin, if you don't attack uh, the monster from the right direction, it'll kill all your dudes without you doing any damage to it, and there are tons of environmental hazards that if you use the wrong color Pikmin, it'll, like, kill all your Pikmin. Uh, this game doesn't have that, mostly. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So, that, you know, that's kind of why I didn't play this game all that much because it's really shallow and repetitive. If I, truth be told, like it's not necessarily a bad game, but you know, it it really doesn't go beyond the basic um, mob kills everything or destroys everything structure. You know, yeah. it's like, like the mob might be animals or it might be yeah, it's like with spears, but they're all about reasonably close in power when it comes to yeah. stabbing the Cyclops. Yeah. It's like, you might have a whole bunch of, and, you know, you can get certain types of units, um, because, well, each world is divided into several sections, and, you know, what, you know, the basic outline to a world is you break stuff, and you kill enemies. You kill all the enemies, you move on to the next section. It's actually really structured like a brawler in that regard, mm-hmm. of all things. And in between each segment, you meet a... You basically go to a store, and you can either um, like trade certain units for certain units. Like You can trade five slaves for five defenders. You, know, you, mean, like, you mean like the side-scrolling beat-em-up type games? Like the Ninja Turtle games and stuff? Is that what you meant by that? Yeah. Or? Yes. Yeah. Or Double Dragon. Yeah. You know, it's like... Anyway, um, getting back on point here, uh, you know, or the other thing you can do um, at these stores is you can sacrifice, like, say, five units, you know, uh, five slaves for a special guest fighter. Or a hero, as I referred to. Yes. You know... And the, the heroes, once again, they're, uh, you know, they are, uh, they are a range of mythological uh, figures that do, you know, that thing that they did in mythology. Like, for example, I had Circe in my party at one point. And mm-hmm. if you know who Circe is, she was the one who turned men into pigs. <laughs> and she does that to enemies. Fun. Which is better than her turn doing it to your dudes, probably. Yeah, and you know, it's like, you know, maybe, and though your your usual special unit, your hero is going to like um, boost one of your stats, like um, better speed or better defense, sometimes at the cost of another stat. That kind like of like Achilles, probably. Aside from probably being mostly invincible, probably increases your defense or something. Right. I don't remember what 
Achilles does specifically. I, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm just guessing based on his thing is that he's invincible except for his Right, field. right. I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying I didn't encounter uh, Achilles in my play. I did. I did, but I don't recall what he did. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so, you know, the basic outline is you go through about four or five sections, and then you fight the boss, which, you know, once again, um, is going to be a, uh, you know, a Greek god or a god-level figure. Well, the Oracle of Delphi isn't really god-level, but, like... Yeah. An important like the, I imagine the Hecaton Kyre was some kind of boss. Yeah, it's like, and, you know, and one of the bosses is the Minotaur, or the Minotaur, depending on where you are. <laughs> you know, it's like, apparently the British pronounce it the Minotaur. So. Well, the British get a lot of things wrong with that. Well, we do usually point. pronounce it Minos, so, King Minos, so. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, and I fought, I believe, uh, I fought Artemis in the second st- uh, world, you know, and she sh- shot out a lot of arrows. But here's the thing: the bosses weren't all that mu- weren't very difficult to take down, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it's not like Pikmin where you have to like carefully aim at the weak points. It's mostly just throw your mob at them and make them not quit. Basically, yeah. I, I think the most. The, the most amount of strategy I had to do was with these um, stomper-type enemies that, you know, you had to go into a defensive position. So, um, when controlling your mob, there are two states they can be in. There's offense mode, where they attack everything in sight. Not just people, but they will destroy buildings, uh, carts, trees, whatever. Anything that can be destroyed will be destroyed. And there's defense, which is, if you time it right, you can block shots, but I'm like, the enemies go down so fast, I barely use this. <laughs> it's like, and there are also, like, status conditions, like, um, there were enemies that threw poison balls at my uh, mob, and so on and so forth, but I'm like, you know, like, there's no way, like, there's no way to, like, you don't have to have, like, defenders, which are you know, a fighter class. You know, they may be more effective against, say, giants or whatever, but you would never know that, or you wouldn't care, because everything goes down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, also, um, if you're used to Pikmin numbers, you're going to be disappointed by this game, and that um, your unruly mob is pretty fucking small. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can only have up to 25 um, characters. I'm not sure if that's upgradable, but... Um, certain heroes can upgrade the numbers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but it, it really didn't matter. 25 was plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's ultimately why I stopped playing. Now, I got bored with the game really quickly. Yeah, after about like a second day for me, I was pretty well done with that as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 
And like I said, that's really unfortunate because I liked Oklahoma conceptually speaking. There's not a lot like this. Now, and if you get if you get into the combination part, there's really nothing like this. You know, there is no procedurally generated Pikmin kind of game except for um, certain aspects of Pikmin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I think Pikmin Three has some like challenge maps that are kind of procedurally generated. I mean, this is the main game. It's just, you know, if I'm comparing it to Pikmin, it's diet Pikmin. You know, like, now maybe that's a little unfair because, you know, Pikmin, even though the the first two games are like from the GameCube era, those are still AAA console titles. But, I mean, like, the fact of the matter is, you know, and it... Pikmin has a lot more strategy um, going on in the game. And it's just, you know, a much more fully realized version of this concept. You know, you can actually pick um, individual units. And it's like, that may be antithetical to what the game is going for because you're playing an unruly mob. But I'm like, it should still matter whether your mob is cattle or just dudes with sticks or dudes with special powers. Yeah, and if I'm being, it, it matters, but not enough. Also, right. the mob the mob has various moves, but I'll be damned if I notice any difference between them. About the only time anything changes when you get your morale bar full and they go crazy tearing everything apart. Yeah, it's like they, they seem to get uh, stronger as they're more insane. They can tear down um, more buildings. I, I'm like... And maybe that would be balanced by having them be harder to control if there yeah. was more finesse in the controlling them, but there isn't really. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like nothing really changes. Or no. the changes are too subtle to really affect gameplay. Like, you know, it, it's like... Well, it is what it is. It is a un, it is a mob. It is an angry mob. It is a mindless mob, and that that's really the gameplay here. It's pretty fucking mindless, and that really annoys me because you know I feel like potential was wasted here. It's not a bad game, but it is a you know it is a game I'd recommend in short bursts, like you know. Play a level, then go do something else for a time. Otherwise, you're going to get bored with this pretty quickly. And it's also, this isn't a long game either. Like, yes, it's very replayable in the sense that because it's procedurally generated, it's not going to be um, the same thing twice. But I'm like. It looks like there are eight stages, and how long does it take to do a stage? Like 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, um, let's see. The graphics are, you know, um, pretty, you know, they're pixel art. Um, yeah, it looks like 3D world with uh, pixels moving yeah. in it, but the 3D world is very Minecrafty in that everything still looks kind of like pixelated, but in 3D. Yeah, that's about where I'd put it. Yeah. Now, uh,. <clears throat> And it's not something that'll tax your system too hard. It, it is a Unity game, 
So um, you might have, you know, so there were some load times, nowhere near as bad as, say, Headlander, but just the thing to keep in mind. The music was pretty good, pretty, Mm -hmm. you know, what we at least think of as Greek music. Mm -hmm. You know. They're playing a liar. It must be Greek. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's like if you listen to, like, Zorba the Greek, it's kind of like that. You know, it's all right, but, you know, the music doesn't change from uh, until you get to a new level. So it might get on your nerves after a while, given how long each stage is. So um, worth a note there. And um, finally, the price. This game is currently going for $13, regular edition. Yes, mm-hmm. and the there are currently three DLC thingies for it. Uh, there's a pack that comes with all of them, but the DLC for it is the soundtrack, which goes for $8 separately, which is the soundtrack. Uh, and then there are two kind of interesting things, uh, the prototypes and the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the encyclopedia may just be the full in-game encyclopedia thing, uh, or as a PDF or something, where you get, like, art and stuff. But the prototypes, it seems kind of interesting to me, because it says that it basically is... I mean, it's what it says it is. It's uh, other features that were planned for the game at some point, but uh, were not (coughs) fully completed. Mm -hmm. And the prototypes are on the PC only. But uh, it says it has stuff like... uh, local multiplayer and yeah. sneaking and stealth sections and stuff, so yeah, that so might be interesting. Yeah, it's really neat that they included this, because we you really don't get to see this kind of shit very often. You know, the prototypes that led to the finished game. Now, it, it's like... Now, um, I'll say that the Olympus edition is worth it if you're going in on this. Just, I, you know, um, as far as the price of the game, maybe a little on the high side given how, given how stale this can get with thickness. But I think it depends somewhat on how much you think you'll replay a game that fits the, descri- the description yeah. being like procedurally generated Pikmin with less strategy. Yeah, I'm like, I'll say, you know, the price is fine for um, what it is, but if you wait for a Steam sale, you probably won't go wrong either. And ultimately, this game, a six, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like um, Headlander, which we just reviewed. Maybe a bit more on the repetitive side there. You know, it, it's like, it's got a neat um, core concept, but its execution leaves something desired because, you know, there, there's just, there's just no variance. There's no strategy here. It's all, you know, go and destroy the thing as quickly as possible and such. Yeah, and it looks like it could be improved significantly, even potentially by, like, patching, although I don't think there are any plans for that, but 
if they made another game, they could probably easily add in more technique to stuff. Yeah, I'm like, uh, uh, Twilight, what are your final thoughts on the game? Well, as I already said, uh, the strategy is um, shallow. And, well, the game is really fun at first, all the chaos such. After a while, it does get um, kind of dull. Um, yeah. I did enjoy it for the most part, but, yeah, it does leave much to be desired in the end. Well, there you go. You know, and I've seen some Steam reviews that kind of agree um, with the with our consensus here. Like, you know, I would also criticize the level design of the game, but I'm like, there is no level design in the game. It's all procedurally generated. So, well, there's still procedural level design is still like the the bits are individually designed. Well, I was to say, um, you know, it's like. You know, the level design is very functional, but beyond that, eh. Anyway, um, so that'll about do it for Oklos, and that'll about do it for views this week. Um, but we've got uh, you know, a full week ahead. Uh, we only got one interview happening this week because of the aforementioned rescheduling that I've been bitching about on the uh, shows this week. That's been fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> this Wednesday we are welcoming back uh, Steven from Bandai Namco. <clears throat> Primarily we're going to be talking about the God Eater games. Um, God Eater 2 Rage Burst is coming out this Tuesday. Um, hopefully we're also going to be talking about the PC port of One Piece Burning Blood because we were specifically forbidden from talking about that last time it was on and that game, that version is coming out um, this thir- um, September first, so in a few days as well. Uh, I think we're supposed to have an MSP episode, but uh, seriously, it's getting more and more unstable by the week. <laughs> yeah, like, like we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, it's like this week, Mac is like now. This is. Uh, you know, he added two more episodes. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, again, it's it's planned to be one, but yeah. there may not be. There have certainly been developments in his industry and stuff, so... Yeah. And next maybe week... Maybe he'll we have, uh, talk and or bitch about that. Yeah, next week we have two reviews. Um, the Warlock of Firetop Mountain, like, and The Deadly Tower of Monsters. Like, and uh, let's see. Uh, I, I'm the only one who got the Warlock of Firetop Mountain. Uh, played a bit of that today. It's interesting. It's a well. There's a lot of history here that I'm gonna have to unpack next. Yeah, and I may pick that up if I can. Because I, I'll tell. I, have, I had a recent expense, but I'll see. Well, it's like, this is your kind of game because it's a recreation of a tabletop's miniature um, dungeon game. Yep. And Deadly Tower of Monsters, I already played a little bit of. Does anybody else have that? I have that, but I haven't gotten around to playing it. 
Uh, so far, it's, uh, I mean, it's a tower-climbing, monster-killing game, but the, the aesthetic of it is the most unique thing so far. It's, uh, made as, like, the director's edition, uh, with commentary of a DVD of a really schlocky action movie, like, sci-fi action movie from, like, the 70s or something. You know, the big old kind of actually pre-Star Trek, the big old glass helmets, uh, Buck rogers kind of thing. Anyway, um, so until next time, I wish you a good game. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.